Hello, what is up? You're back to the Snob Hour with Jacob Skummerhorn. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. After that, Hamlet. Yeah, so um, welcome to a bonus episode, just me on this pod this time. If you are into plays, uh, welcome, and I'm hoping that you'll enjoy my thoughts. If not, then that's cool. Tell me about it and hurt my feelings in the comments below. If you're not into musicals or plays, uh, maybe you'll like it too? Maybe you'll go out and see these ones? I'm not sure. We'll see if this turns out to be anything good. Maybe it won't be. Maybe I'll scrap this. Maybe no one will ever hear this audio. Let's get into it. So I went out to see a bunch of plays from the National Theatre Live, uh, along with a bunch of other ones that I've really never heard of. It was a very strange experience being here in China, being able to see plays. Uh, I feel like I don't really get to see that much. I did just go see the school musical, which was really great for a Chinese production, and I'm really proud of everybody involved in that. Into the Woods, it was a great musical, great job by everyone in the cast. But in general, I feel like I don't think of that many opportunities, so I really jumped at the chance and I was able to go see something like theater in China. I really hope it's an upward trend and that more stuff like this happens because, I don't know, I like it. The first play that I saw was A Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. My name is Christopher John Francis Boone. I live at 36 Randolph Street, Swindon. I like maths, outer space, looking after Toby, and I see everything. Now, this play is a very interesting one. Uh, The plot of it uh, comes from a book that came out by the same name, I believe in 2003. I think the first showing of this one was in 2010, if I'm not wrong. Nope, sorry, 2013. My, My mistake. The plot centers around a 15-year-old boy named Christopher who lives with his father in England. In Swindon? Oh my god, I can't believe I'm forgetting this. Christopher stumbles across his neighbor's dead dog named Wellington, and he decides to do some detective work to try and figure out who was the person who killed the dog. As Christopher does his detective work, he comes across even more mysteries and more questions, including the reason why his mother is gone and he goes on an epic adventure all the way into London. All of this is from the perspective of Christopher as he is showing a story that he wrote to his teacher, Siobhan. So there's a weird thing going on with the narration where there's a lot of jumping back and forth between uh, events in the present, events that Siobhan is describing as described by Christopher in his book, and flashbacks to other memories before. It's really kind of a fantastic work of literature, and it's amazing that they tackled this in a play setting. And the fact that it does it so well is also one of the most impressive things about this. One of the other major parts of the play is that Christopher is on the autism spectrum. So the whole entire experience is supposed to be a simulation of kind of what it's like to be autistic. So because of this, all the stage, all the setting, all the props that they have are very in-your-face, over the top. There's a lot of um, projections on screen that reflect Christopher's inner thoughts. There are lights that pop up on the floor that kind of guide him along when he's going through the train station, for example. 
There are visual projections of numbers falling out of his brain. There are letters that fall from the sky. It's a, such an affecting emotional experience to be part of it that um, it's, it's just incredible uh, what they accomplish with it. My experience with the Curious Incident of the Dog in the nighttime before this was I actually got to see it in Broadway in New York City, and it was one of the very last things I did in the United States uh, before I went to China. I went out and I saw it with my mommy, which was really fun. I think the time when I saw it, it was the understudy actually who was playing the main character of Christopher. I remember at the time I was blown away by it then, and so when I saw that it was playing in China, I, I really wanted to go see it too. The experience I had during China was uh, interesting. I explained a little bit of this on the podcast, but it was a really interesting experience being in a theater full of Chinese people watching this English play um, play out on the screen. It was pretty much all Chinese nationals there. I didn't really see any foreigners or any expats. It was projected on this huge screen. Um, which is part of the National Theater's uh, live performances. This one was actually from 2014, so it wasn't um, a live one, obviously. There was a 15-minute intermission in between acts. I think the first one's like like an hour, maybe. Then the other one's another hour, maybe 45 minutes. I don't know. I might be shortchanging it. In any case, it goes around at a pretty good clip, so it, it doesn't really drag. Part of the National Theater, one of the other things they also do is a lot of times they'll have pre-shows beforehand, and the one that they had was a kind of featurette on uh, them getting ready for it, specifically the actor who played Christopher, Luke Treadaway, what his process was for getting ready for this role. I went to a lot of different schools for autistic people, and one of the things which, which always stayed with me, which I think one of the teachers told me, which was that it's like the the water in the bath is always kind of spilling. It's always about to spill in sort of someone like Christopher because the world is so random to him. Uh, they showed him going into different schools and talking to children with autism and talking to different advisors who talked to him about how it feels to have autism. People on the autistic spectrum are often told that we don't have um, imagination, but that's not true. Many people on the autistic spectrum are really, really creative. Um, for example, I'm an artist and there's many people who do arts, music, drama. But there's a difference between social imagination, i.e. understanding someone else's intentions, and uh, creative imagination, and sometimes people don't make that distinction. They also had a little part with the director, who is Marianne Elliott, who directed Angels in America and Warhorse. I think she won a Tony for that. Christopher's never been outside of his street on his own, ever. So when he actually does go on his journey, everything he encounters is new and frightening and very perplexing. I think this is a metaphor because it's about all of us encountering things that we find overwhelming and confusing and feeling that fear but driving through anyway. Warhorse is another play that involves a lot of choreography, a lot of stuff that's involved, um, big puppets in that show. This one has equally ambitious scenes I think. So that's the reason to go to these things, right? You see the behind the scenes kind of thing. One of the other parts was uh, Una Stubbs, who plays uh, the landlady on the BBC Sherlock, um, the one with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. 
uh, she also talked about it and being kind of the old lady of the group, the old grandma, and how the choreography is so taxing and how it was hard for her to keep up, kind of. I've absolutely loved working on it, although it's been really, really heavy because there's so much activity and movement in it, and it's quite technical. Um, so it's been quite exhausting for the old Grammy of the company. <laughs> Specifically in this performance, uh, it was in what they call the round, which is like a stage that has no back to it. So uh, it's just a big circle. So you can see from every single angle all the different actors and all the different action. So that changed a bunch of the choreography and a bunch of the staging as I remember it. When I saw it, it was in more traditional theater. So a lot of the projections, a lot of the images were against the back of the screen. This one, they were on the floor. So therefore, in some scenes, uh, people had to like sit like sideways on the floor. So for example, they're on the train at one point and everyone sits on these boxes. And uh, you can see that the, 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 the scenery is going by on the floor and the people are sitting sideways. So it made for a different experience, I think probably maybe more intimate than the one that I had. So I keep on talking about how the choreography and the media is just one of the biggest parts of this play. The reason behind it is it's supposed to simulate the oversaturation that sometimes people with autism feel about the world. Like they have too much information coming into them at one time, and so that's why it's hard for them to do certain things. Platform one, through the underpass, up the stairs, you'll see the signs. The multi-sensory approach of the production means that you can explain to somebody who doesn't know much about autism what being on the autistic spectrum is like. That coupled with this beautiful choreography and beautiful space work. Um, so for example, Christopher, whenever he comes home, he has a very specific way of doing things where he takes his shoes off, he takes his jacket off, his backpack, he makes himself like a, 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 a Pop-Tart or something, I don't know, something in the microwave. And it's all done through miming and the other actors kind of come up to greet him and they will like mime taking his coat off and stuff, even though he's in an empty house by all, all by himself. Other times in the play, there will be dance sequences to overemphasize that as well, his emotions and the feelings that he feels. So for example, there's one part in Paddington Station when he's trying to go to London, um, it's this chaotic mess of people running into him and uh, it's this violent dancing where he's thrown from place to place and super loud and just overloading with information. When he's going through Paddington Station, it's very noisy and confusing, and then all of a sudden it goes to slow motion and it speeds up again. People on the autistic spectrum often have slower cognitive processing simply because we're not able to filter out the amount of information that our brains are being given. One of my favorite parts of the whole entire play is where he's been in the scenes with Siobhan, his teacher, he's been creating this track of trains, um, which was a gift that was given to him by his mother. And he constantly like builds the track and he puts the stuff down, little houses and little people, little trees. And he's doing this throughout the whole entire thing until the end of act one, where he realizes that he has to go to London and he has to go on the train in order to go see his mother there. And uh, it, like the 
spirit or ghost or memory of his mother is walking up to him and they meet in the middle of the stage and then at that exact moment without anyone touching it the train starts moving the lights come on and it starts making these noises and it starts going down the track this toy train and the the other lights go out so at the end of act one that's the only thing you can see and it's like christopher has decided he's gonna go on this adventure he's gonna go on this odyssey to go see his mother it's such an amazing moment that coupled with um the end of act one there's another scene where he has this um mental breakdown pretty much and is kind of in a comatose state and his father has to undress him and clean the vomit off of him and um, get him ready for bed and it is this painfully drawn out scene that is spent minutes in silence like the good five minutes just spent in silence doing this very slowly very deliberately and it is like heart-wrenching in its truth i think but i mean like not only that because like this is all heavy stuff i feel like with um autism and uh, marital problems because that's the big thing his mother is gone so he's raised by his dad but then he thinks his mother is dead but really she isn't sorry spoilers And so that sounds like a lot, very heavy, but at the same time, this play has so much humor to it. I'm gonna find out who really killed the dog. Someone killed a dog with a fork. Jesus Christ, a garden fork. Oh. Um, There's little asides by different characters because there's Siobhan reading it. um, She will kind of interrupt at some points or Christopher will, will interrupt and be like, oh no, that's not how it happened. The way people react to Christopher is also something that uh, is treated with humor. All in all, this is it's just a really great experience because you feel the gamut of emotions from it. The ending is one of my favorite parts as well because Christopher wants to tell everyone how he solved this math problem. He's very into math. He's very into science and space. Uh, he wants to tell everyone how he solved this math problem. Siobhan convinces him that he should do it at the end of the play so that people who maybe don't care about the math problem will be able to go home from the play. And it's this humorous scene, uh, but what's great is the fact that they actually do, he actually solves the math problem uh, after the show. It's, it's, it's really good. The individual performances that really stuck out, really everybody was, was pitch perfect in this. Um, the choreography is amazing. The visual effects are incredible. Um, Luke Treadaway is really fantastic. I mean, he's the star of the show, and he was really the star of the whole entire thing. Um, it really lives and dies with him and his acting. I mean, the other people are great as well. I love the mother. I love the father. Uh, all the supporting cast were good. Um, I can't say enough good stuff about this. Um, my final thoughts and my final like verdict on this is like, it, this is a 10 out of 10. I don't know if I stressed it enough or I came off enthusiastic enough, but I really love this play. And I think that the more people who can go see it, the you, you will enjoy it and you will thank yourself for going to see it. So if it is ever near you, check it out. <laughs> Come on, Christopher. Touch my hand. 